0: All right, here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Finally tracked Hunter, aka Tech Hoops Guy, down. Uh, he refused to record a podcast during a tech basketball game, which I guess should have been obvious considering his Twitter handle. But uh, you know, whatever. Will McKay is also here. We were we were the willing parties, but we finally got Hunter in. Uh, so I've I,
1: a bit been waiting on baited breath for a podcast and just Hunter just out here, just like lurking in the shadows, man.
2: Yeah, like I said, I I'm should, not tied down by my obligations anymore with River Air Sports. Sports.
0: <laughs> That's a good point.
2: I forgot about, Fair enough.
0: I, you know what? I, you're right. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been pressuring you. And like I said, I came to the realization as I was watching my first tech basketball game of the year that I tried to get a guy who goes by tech hoop's guy to skip?
2: And who bet on the game? I mean, like I had a major coup on that. Like yes. with, uh,
0: not just, yeah, you bet all bet,
2: kinds of games. Bet Eastern Washington and then bet them to score first because we knew Botcha was out. Right. So they won the jump ball and scored first
0: and then they kept it within single then, digits. Didn't you didn't you get back on tech too? Or was that did that win? I did a little
2: I did a little bit, but but by design, like as I bet I thought it was gonna drop more, honestly. You know, yeah. I, I bet so it opened up at nineteen and I hit nineteen. And then it went and then I moved it to 18 and a half. So this is the I don't know if you will want to go into a tangent on this, but if you if you want to know how the life we've talked about on a podcast before, how a football line is made. And I I went through like, you know, Sunday night, Monday, the limits. Well, basketball is different because it's just a 24 hour kind of period. But the the line essentially goes up at like one thirty the day before the game. And it's five hundred dollars is the max you can bet. Mm -hmm. And if you bet five hundred dollars the line's going to move automatically at half point. And then you have to wait about two more minutes and then you can bet 500 again. So we're talking about tiny limits. So um, you really want to try to wait and not bet into those until about maybe eight o'clock at night, the night before or the, or the day of, uh, but I did, not I couldn't wait. So I, I just hit it. I went, I moved it from 19 down to 16. So I bet it from 19 and 16 and then uh, bet it some more um, last night. And then this morning, but my thought was, Bacho News is going to come out and this is going to drop to like 12. So, yeah, I been, too.
1: Yeah. so I
2: bet more than I wanted to on Eastern Washington as of this morning, thinking I'll eventually bet back tech, you know, at some point. Yeah. And then hope it kind of lands in the middle. But it never really came back to where I wanted. Yeah. Uh, you know, it never moved below 16. Uh, it went to 15 and a half a little bit. But anyways, tech, tech won, but um, Eastern Washington covered It was pretty easy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We
0: and I, yeah, I guess that's why I
2: wanted to. I wanted to watch that instead of podcasting. I mean, that's the short
0: of it. <laughs> I guess that's true. We may have had distracted Hunter if if we would have podcasted. Um yeah, there's been a lot going on uh, with the with Texas. Yeah, uh, it has not been a quiet. I guess you wouldn't call this the off season, but it's usually a pretty slow period. And I guess maybe the transfer portal changes that some, but this time between the last the championship games and the bowl game is usually. Pretty quiet, but it is, it has not been that way. Um, uh, and in some sad instances, some weird instances, just all kinds of stuff. But we did plan on doing a little football season recap, um, kind of before we talk about the bowl game, just talk about the season and all that.
2: Uh, first question from Red Raider 030590. It's my buddy Reagan. Uh, what player on each side of the ball performed best relative to your preseason expectations of that player?
0: Mm. That's a, great a weird. question. Answer. The first answer that came to mind on offense is Tyler Shuck. Because I was not a Tyler Shuck believer at all. Um, and then he came in and won three games in November and got us, you know, the best season we've had since 2009. And so I don't know if three games are enough to, to make that a good answer.
2: I don't know who else it could be really, because my my on offense because well I would, I, Nehemiah Martinez would be kind of in the discussion.
1: Yeah, room. That was that was kind of what I was thinking too, Hunter. Which was, was Nehemiah the. And it's just a personal opinion thing, and and I was, you know, I I will fully admit that this was a really stupid opinion to have. But coming into the year, based kind of on last year, I really thought that Taj was going to be your feature back, and then Sir Roderick was going to kind of take the secondary role there. But I was totally wrong on that, where, you know, regardless of how the stats turned out or whatever, but I I think Sir Roderick was, when he was fully healthy, he he played as well as any running backs played for you since – uh, you know, in the last what six years, eight yeah, years, something like that.
0: I think you, I think I could say like S- Wilburn would be an answer just because I had no idea what to expect. That's, that's uh, wrong to me,
1: that's actually probably, that's probably the answer because, but as far as expectations go, I mean, I,
2: yeah, that's, I true. don't
1: know, that's, that's, but I, but I, I think Shuck is probably the answer because to be honest, I thought you thought, uh, Hunter, I don't remember exactly you've been like I just I just figured we'd get a couple games in, just being honest. And I thought that, that Donovan Smith was probably gonna be your starter. And this is again just based on what I saw last year
2: from Tyler Yeah, and, I, I'd and, be and, I'd be okay giving it to too Yeah. 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 And yeah. Yeah. Uh what about defense? It's gotta be Tyree.
0: Like to me it's hands yeah. down,
2: it's, it's not even the question.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. you're right. Because it doesn't matter what you expected of him. I would say any any reasonable person, unless you like, he he he's going to be a, a top ten pick. I, 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 I can't imagine how many people expected that going into the year. Here's, here's the craziest thing: there's going to be debates
1: on, and it's gonna, some of are going to be scheme specific, but there will be debates debates between people going to draft who is the better pro prospect, Tyree or Will Anderson.
2: Exactly. I, that, I, is I was say, yeah, that is you know, I was insane. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a, a legit argument that he's the best defensive player in the country.
0: Yeah. Like, there's
2: a reasonable argument to be made for that.
0: What's because, okay, McShea had his, you know, big board out and he was fourth. Fourth. The fourth best player. Like, I don't know. I didn't see one, two, three, four, but like I said, if you're the fourth player on the draft board, you have an argument as the best defensive player, the best player in the country. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, next one. Mr. Root. Most improved position group from the beginning to the end of the season.
0: Ooh. Um I'd say linebacker.
1: You know what? I what think
0: I was, as a whole I was I was going to say either o-line or d- or or linebacker. because uh, I think it s- started so poorly but
1: I think your linebacker group, because going into the year, we all were like, eh, "I don't really know what you got here other than Sean." Yeah. And to me, they just got better and better as the year went on. And if if you would have had all those guys health fully healthy at the end of the year, I think it, it would unequivocally be your linebacker report Yeah, and they they were really good by the end of the year.
2: Yeah, so, so for me, it's hard to know how good they were at the beginning. You know, for us, just kind of outsiders. Um, but um, as far as I'm kind of answering this the same way as last as the last question, like exceeding expectations, but but from a position group standpoint, it would almost be the the corners, yeah. And and just because True. I didn't realize that they would be kind of a, a weapon, and they got beat. And I think it's hard for for people, including me, to, to realize like how much we were kind of putting on them. You know, um, people didn't. Nobody really played man the the way we did um in the conference because they're scared and they, and like they haven't in a long time in this league and we just were like nope we just decided to do it and uh i think our guys held up more often than not they did and then especially when you compare like the murray state game when they were like just mm-hmm. heads are, up their ass getting beat and then it's almost like well this is the worst group on the team where it turns out they were they were really like a one of the better g- groups in the conference yeah, they they allowed you to do everything else you wanted to do, and it was really. I, I used to talk about this on this this podcast. It's like our defense is broken because it's like it's not really not that hard. you get a pass rusher, if you get a pass rusher, and then you cover guys, yeah. like those are the, there's a reason why corners and defensive end are like the most high paid players. Yeah. It's like those are, they're really important, and so suddenly Tech gets maybe the best pass rusher in the country, and then two legitimate corners and like things just work out you know what i mean it's just like a, oh my <laughs> yeah. god <laughs>
0: yeah yes uh, too
1: and we all thought going into the year based on the rumors past that we were going to play a bunch of zone and the fact that he did such a 180 on what the scheme was should tell you all like what his confidence was and i agree
2: yeah yeah he he just went up in the box too remember yeah. like, remember he was like okay i'm yeah i don't i don't really need to be down here anymore mm-hmm. um all right now, next question from uh, two Texans. What's your favorite achievement thus far for this year's football team?
1: I mean, just go, go, like being above 500 in big 12 play was such a satisfying thing. I mean, you haven't done it since Leach, since Mike Leach was your head coach.
0: Yeah. it It's hard to pick anything other than that. If I had to, I would lean three wins in November. Just because Mm -hmm. it feels, you know, like that just feels like something good coaches do, good cultures do, and so it was nice to be on that end of it. Yeah, mine's beating
2: Texas, just that game. Because, like, I I don't think uh, like Texas really is good. I I know they lost lost all these games. Like, they they have their players are really really good. They went and just basically rolled the Big Twelve champs in Manhattan. I mean, yeah. just rolled them in, in, up there. They were favorites, and then they just covered. I mean, that, that just that, – that's how good they are. And they came into Lubbock, and, I mean, they may have had their best quarterback playing. We didn't have ours. I think they did. Yeah, I what, also think
1: – I mean, to me, on paper, is that our best man in, like, being honest, what, like eight or ten years, period? Yes. Yeah, it is. Like since 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 it's at least twenty thirteen, that's our best win.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I, at, at, at least at least since that that since we beat Arizona State in the Holiday Bowl, that's at least the best win since then.
2: Yeah, I can't really remember that uh, that Oklahoma State team that we just rolled uh, in nineteen. Yeah, but but I think this Texas one was better than them. I mean, they had a freshman quarterback, Spencer yeah. Sanders. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's our best win since Just in terms of. Uh, a number of variables, like how good the team is, the importance to tech, you know, like it, all of those things. Yeah, that's our best one. So that, that would be my, my that'd be my favorite. Yeah,
1: because 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 it'd be thir- the-
2: 2013
1: Arizona State or 2012 West Virginia, 2011 Oklahoma, like it's in
2: it's in that category of kind of it. Yeah, 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 it was. And it really just kind of screwed their season up too. Yes. That's what it's great. Like they're, they're having kind of a they're feeling a lot different about their season. If they would have won that game.
0: Yeah. Well, they're in the big 12 title game. if They win that game. Exactly.
2: I mean, they probably, they may probably maybe win. They probably would have beat TCU. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: All
2: right. Two Texans. What is the ceiling? If Joey McGuire keeps recruiting and coaching and developing
0: like he does. I mean I think it would look similar it would look similar to the leach years where you were perennially perennially top of the conference or right there should be and every once in a while it's better than that you know um which I don't know that's that's pretty vague I, guess I mean to, to, to me the ceiling is like kind of unlimited
2: because with OU and Texas leaving that's and, like, look, looking just, like, farther out. I mean, we've we we we've never really had a chance in the Big 12 to have the best players. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm not saying we're going to have the best players. But, like, we actually have a chance now at some point at some year to have the best players in the conference.
0: Yeah. And I think, that's like, true. it
2: can happen. Yeah. And, and in fact, and like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bet against him doing that yeah. eventually. Like, having one year where you kind of, like, everything kind of lines up. So, I mean, to me, that's the ceiling.
0: Yeah, that's true. I didn't consider
2: the best players in the conference.
0: Yeah, I didn't consider the OU Texas factor, like it because I'm a dummy. But that's a good point. Yeah, there's there's nothing stopping them from being like being the OU Texas of the new Big Twelve.
2: Yeah, or or yeah, or one of those like Baylor teams under Briles. You know.
1: To to me, it's you look at how he's building it. He is taking. Just look at what he's doing. He's taken. What he learned from Matt Rule, the blueprint of this is how I'm going to build my culture, and my roster. And then he's putting his own twist on it. And that's yeah. really all it kind of all. that it's that simple. And to me, you look at those Baylor teams and that that 2019-20 team and then that team from this year. What are the things about those teams, they're really physical, they're really disciplined, and they have a bunch of freak athletes at the skill spots. And they and they win up front on both sides of the ball. Everything other than that is, you know, it's kind of debatable. Now, what I do think is, is Joey clearly, I think, is more committed to playing a more explosive style offense than what those Baylor teams have ever played. Yeah. So to me, that is exciting because I think your ceiling is higher than what these Baylor teams have been. I think that could that could be your ceiling. So I don't know. I I, I think you can win 10, 11 games and win win Big 12 titles under Joey McGuire if, if you continue to recruit this way and keep building momentum and keep building building your roster and most importantly on top of that keep your staff together not entirely but keep the core pieces of the staff together
0: yeah
2: for sure okay next one uh, well Jack BM asked a good question but it's it's moot because he, he essentially asked if we get keep the rooter, but all our seniors with eligibility move on Hutchings Bradford Dunlap etc <laughs> how big of a setback do we take so all three of those guys are coming back so I'm yes. glad that's a good question. That that's huge, man. Those, those really three, and if you if you can get Rashad, you know, man, that's people that's seem to feel pretty it. good about that. But the the like two that. interior, yeah, the two interior guys that that's just enormous. I, I think they are two of the more underrated players that in the conference, like in Tech recent history, and it, and it's that's saying something because I think Tech fans like appreciate them.
0: Yeah, I later, still think they're underrated. I mean. It, you don't see defensive tackles who can play three downs very often and are effective on three downs.
1: Like both of them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They both, they both will get after the passer on you and like, they both will be there to stop the run. Like that's what's, it's so weird just how different the NFL is because it's almost like the NFL doesn't want guys like that, which is why we're getting them again and yet they're doing you know they' they're doing incredible things at the college level but because they're not like maybe great at one or the other that's why they we have them again uh, but yeah it's absolutely huge because there's nobody you maybe could find corners who could do a pretty good job. I don't know if there's anybody on the roster who could do what those two do especially
1: you could also if you had to go to the portal it is going to be much easier to find an able-bodied corner, then it is going to be able to, to replicate them only the yeah. interior. You're not going right. to find those yeah.
0: guys. The two corners yeah. we're talking about are both portal guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. and I think the transition from like a G5 to a Power 5 is easier for, for the smaller you are, the easier the transition, you know. That's just my opinion. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything to back that up. All right. Uh, T Stockton, he, he asked what the biggest surprise was. We kind of answered that with the, what we were, Best accomplishment. What was the biggest letdown? And I think that's easy. Just yeah, being our ass by Baylor.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. no. It, that was out of character for the season. I mean, it was. It, yeah,
1: and and when you look at the you look when you look at that Baylor team, what they ended up as, you're just you're just as good. No, as no. As, you know, they really they weren't that good. Them. Yeah, I mean, they, they them.
2: we said it before that before the game, and the, the line reflected. I think the line was accurate. Yeah, you we know, really there really was not that big a difference between us and them.
0: Did we throw? Now, six, it may have been a bad
2: yeah. matchup, but they're. But just like relative strength, there was not yeah. a, a big difference. And, and the matchup wasn't as so bad for that, for the result that we yeah. saw.
0: Shouldn't yeah. happen. They, the they, That was the, the only game under McGuire where the team looked like they weren't prepared.
2: And it was also the game where our quarterback issues reared its head. We had a f- true freshman playing. Yep. We had a banged up shuck. And we had a Donovan throwing
0: it to the wrong team yep. problem. Yeah, we threw five. You're yeah. not winning a game. Yeah, five.
2: You're yeah. not winning a game. He also asks: This is uh, T Stockton. Aside from a bowl win, what's the biggest thing McGuire and his staff need to do to keep building momentum? Is it keeping certain players, getting transfers, high school recruiting, etc.? I, I think I know the answer to this.
0: I mean, it's keeping those defensive players. To me, um, the only thing I could see is you get a game-changing receiver, which I don't know if that's really momentum. But so, to me, it's if, like if you can just
2: if answering this in a way was like guaranteeing something happens, like um, like you're saying, guarantee you get to keep a certain guy, or guaranteeing that he kind of maintains a high score. Rate. Mine would be that he nails our quarterback situation. Yeah, like we yeah, pick the right guy. Yeah. I don't know, and I, and I don't even know when that will become apparent necessarily, because it, it, maybe say you like stick with Shuck baron transfer shuck does great but like baron ends up being like this nfl guy then i don't think we nailed the the situation you know or if you keep both of them and they like one yeah i don't don't know i don't know the answer is but if we do the best possible thing for tech with respect to shuck and baron that to me that is the most important thing
0: yeah yeah you can't argue that it's the most important position on the field yeah uh okay Got to skip
2: a couple because people were asking about this was, you know, when we asked these questions, we were kind of a guarantee for the uh, cheesy bowl.
0: <laughs> I, I do like the, if you could choose one big player to transfer to tech, who would you choose? Uh Because Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> no big 12. But big player. I thought you were about to say what I was going to say. Cause I was going to say Marvin Mims. <laughs>
1: also, could be. Could be <laughs> I
0: thought you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't. Sorry. Questions are, I just saw that one. I was thinking about it. Continue.
2: Yeah, I guess that's. I thought we may have asked the answer to that one the last time, but maybe we didn't. I think we did because we, we uh, talked about. I think you said memes last time. <laughs> this is great. Great podcasting. <laughs> um, this is from uh, J B L I Dell. Okay. Um, most realistic need that gets solved through the portal.
1: Receiver. I think but you made it's good. to me. It's going to be easy to find a receiver
0: it should be it's easy to no. find one we don't have room to take any it, we well, and like we need it. our, our, I, I it's making me nervous to be honest i know, I know it is. <laughs>
2: yeah I, I talk and like i i have faith obviously the coaches know more than me and have a better clue of this than me but we have no room and like in, in my opinion to me this is kind of we're in the last of the covid year phase out is coming yeah. to where you yeah. have these 24 year old guys. Yeah. And not only do you have those guys out there, they're like really likely to transfer. They've been somewhere for forever, or they're at like a lower level and they're 24 now and they can play up. I mean, to me, you should be taking like 10 transfers in this class. Yes.
0: Right.
2: I mean, you should be rolling the dice on 10 24 year old players or, so or old dudes. Yeah. Or 22 year olds with two years of eligibility or 21 year olds with three or four. You know, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. to me, that's just my opinion. You need to be taking like 10 of them. Yeah. And by my count, the current guys we have, we have like a we have 100 guys. And like I have a way to get us down to 83, which would mean we could take like one or two more transfers. But that means cutting like 15 guys. Like and some and of these guys, problem. you're probably going to be like, what? I mean, it's crazy. And also
1: it also probably means there's a couple of high school guys. That you're going to tell, hey, thanks. No, thanks.
2: After,
0: like, guys at that this are committed? Point, which is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, That's another thing. But like, how do-, do we do that? I think we got in a little bit of trouble, and I don't blame McGuire and his staff for doing this. They come in and just start winning recruit, like they they couldn't win any games, and yet he was our head coach, so he was winning recruiting battles. He got like those three cedar hill commits the first day he was on the job, or you know, and he flips he flips the post kid and all that kind of thing. And like I almost wonder if that
1: victory filled will- up too fast.
0: it's like
2: in high if we don't cut anybody, okay, which we have to, but if we don't, we will have approximately 20 linemen, freshmen or redshirt freshmen. This is defensive linemen and offensive linemen. 20 of them. So there's 20 guys that you're pretty much going to get zero from next year. Zero. A, a quarter of your scholarships are going to come from a group of guys who not only like are about only eight of them likely to ever play a snap for you, those eight are only going to play snaps for you in like three years. I mean, it, to me, that's just like mind-boggling. Yeah, it makes me nervous.
0: It's not great, and I don't know how they figure it out.
2: All right, this is from West Texas Red, Red Raider. Uh, we answer this one. Sorry, oh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you want to cut that or not. What was your most memorable night at Tech? We we definitely answer that one. All right, next question. Mm-hmm. Raider one four seven. Considering who's leaving, the incoming recruiting class, can we expect a better, about the same, or worse team on the field next year? Based on now,
0: now we know those, like the defensive tackles are coming back. I'd say better.
2: Yeah. I I think answering this now compared to when we got these questions is much different. Yeah. Just because of getting those guys back and then kind of leaning towards getting Rayshad Williams back. And then also, I mean, sounds like Shuck's coming back. Yeah. You know, we're going to have an old veteran quarterback and people think of. I mean, to me, it's hard. It's either the same or better to me. Yeah, you're 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 at least the same. Yeah, and I'm divorcing those from like win loss record. I'm talking about like the team itself. Yeah, is it better? Because a better team can go like five and seven or six
0: and six. But I think it's also fair. I think it's fair to point out, and I believe, and Hunter, you know this for sure. Like Tyree was the yes the biggest line mover who doesn't play, who didn't play quarterback. Like that matters. Like if it matters in that instance, that matters. Too.
2: So I, I will I, I am hoping though, I think he is on this like if you just take him if he's available one week and then the next week he's not available. He it's that's clear. He's the biggest line mover of any player that's not a quarterback. But if you do a whole season and you haven't like built your defense around having this the best pass rusher in the country and playing press man coverage, maybe it's not as big of a difference, right? Yeah. 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 I agree, but we are going to lose Muddy too, and Muddy was like our second. He was a really good pass rusher too, sneaky.
1: Yeah, I mean the 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 fact that that guy wasn't first team All Big Twelve is a travesty,
0: and he's not invited to any Senior Bowl type thing. Yeah, complete joke. Yeah, A complete joke.
2: Yeah, and to me, that segues to Ben New question because he was my answer to it, and it was if you could just take one guy, if God gave you the ability to give one tech football player on the current roster unlimited eligibility, they never age, they're on the team forever, who would that be? And he excludes Tyree Wilson. And my, mine was Muddy.
0: Hmm. That's a tough one. I think it's
1: – I think
0: it's if but
1: it's muddy, or I, mean, I can Sir be convinced Rogers. off someone else. So I mean, you, you convince me of that to,
2: to me, a, a running back, those can yeah. be replaced. Yeah,
0: I. It's I, fair. I would, lean, I would lean someone like either one of the corners, whoever you think he is, whoever you think is better. I, uh, Mary you can, can roll the dice Jake.
2: on a quarterback, right. and I'd be okay with that too.
1: Roll the dice on Shuck if he's healthy every year. Yeah.
0: Like
2: Mary Merriweather's
0: Mary up there for me.
2: Yeah, but a linebacker to me is not as. Like to me, it's it's got to be a pass rusher, well, a DB, a quarterback, or a receiver. Honestly, or a left tackle, or a left tackle. Back. But we don't have a left tackle. Yeah,
0: and we don't have a receiver worth that. Should Rabbit be mentioned
2: here? Like, and actually, I changed my. I, I totally i I was gonna answer Muddy, and then I forgot that we have a six foot four corner who's like two hundred twenty pounds okay. that can run, a Malik Dunlap. And it's like, to me, you can't replace that. Like, there's no, like, to me, he's no one has the, that. He's yeah. the answer because you're never going to get one of those again. Yeah. So it's yeah, almost yeah. like if you just get one of those and put him out there, like, like I don't know how he's not the answer.
1: Cause it's, 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 he's easily, and I think I actually, I think we talked about it the preseason going into the year, but it's like, he's easily the player that, like, on film, you're like, oh, he's kind of big. But then you show up and you play him. And if you're a receiver, you're like, what the, you're like, oh, who the oh, hell is God. this
0: guy? Yeah. yeah. Well you know, you know the first time that Maguire and his staff like showed up to a team meeting, that's they were like, Who is that? What the hell? And they probably looked played, at the and he played how many snaps last yeah. year? He, he didn't even play those? last year. Yeah.
2: What the heck were we doing? Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, sure. it, it's it's Malik. I think it's Malik. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I too. It probably is. Okay. This is from Whitlock Safety. Who is the best coach from the leech tree? Mm.
1: Ooh, good lord. Gotta be, gotta be Lincoln,
0: right? I, that well, was where my first. Nah,
1: without the bat without the baggage, it's art. If you consider him a true disciple of the tree and not just a like, branch Ralph.
2: Oh I don't know if you count him. That's that's the
1: thing, is do you count him or not? Because he was here by year.
2: And he had his own deal going before yeah that's true. And then there's a kind of a, a lot of people say that he was like, wasn't necessarily a Leech pick on that staff. He was,
1: yeah, right. He was here to appease others.
2: And I'm not sure how much, how well he and Leach got along. You know, I have not
0: seen, seen any reason. tweets from him about Leech. No, <laughs> no, I think there's a reason uh, he was here one year as well. But that I is, think, you're right. If you can't, like, if you saw like
2: a ESPN graphic, he's going to be on there. And he's, and since he's on there, he's the answer. You're right. But since we know he's, since we know he's not, who
1: is it's it? probably it's probably Lincoln Lincoln is probably the best coach.
0: yeah, it's got to be Lincoln he's won like, the most it, and like I could hear it's like you could you could make an argument for like like if we do this in a few years, is it hyper? you know it, or you know yeah. you know worst case scenario, is it sunny <laughs> You know is, uh, like Cliff may be the best offensive mind. Of that, group. I, you can break that down like different ways, but I think right now, yeah, it, it's Lincoln. I don't, I
1: don't. He's he's got the most skins of anybody by a large margin. Yeah, on the wall.
0: Yeah.
2: Colt Rogers asks, am I wrong for thinking this feels like when Baylor turned a corner in 2012? In 2012, Baylor finished the year beating K-State, Oklahoma State, Tech, and then UCLA in the Holiday Bowl. Their game versus us in 2012 was eerily familiar to our game versus OU. We got up on them. They called their way back and won it in no OT. We also threw a, pat, a deflected screen pass off Taylor McDaniel's helmet for a touchdown. That game should have never gone to O-T. Um
1: <laughs> the biggest it, BS! I was so mad watching that.
2: i would never so seen it. i would never seen like a break like that happen. And, and the screen was going to work. Like, I've never seen like a thirty-yard gain turned into a touchdown the other way, like so so quickly. But, anyways, um, answering his question, Dude. yeah, I mean, does it feel like that? So I think they were about to get a Heisman Trophy quarterback, or was that RG?
0: He had already, he had already, that already that won much? it.
2: He'd already okay. won it at that point.
0: Did he, win, did he
1: win in eleven? He did. He won it in eleven.
0: Okay. Let me see. So
1: I mean it's that's a little bit different.
0: You, you, <laughs> yeah, don't win even, in 11.
1: you don't you don't have the skill guys or the or like the the bodies on the OL that Baylor already had at that point. You're not that far along. You're more like 2010 Baylor. You also
2: you don't, don't mean, have like, like your, this schematic advantage that they have.
1: Yeah, no, where you you were running this offense that nobody knew how to defend yet.
0: I wonder if there's a – there's like a Gundy team at Oklahoma State that you could compare us to <clears throat> or like – and I, I don't
1: know. Maybe that 7 maybe team or 8 because that that 8 team won 10 games. Oklahoma because State I could kind of,
0: yeah. I could kind of see a, a like McGuire program is rolling, looking similar to an Oklahoma – like when Oklahoma State is rolling where like we're just like – so annoying to play and like you know what you're going to get like you said there's not a schematic advantage we're just we, we're we just going to play so hard and and like you're, you, you are going to have to beat us because we're not going to beat our like, I almost wonder if there's an Oklahoma State comparison you know within the past decade but I don't know that, I'm just kind of thinking out of my uh, uh,
1: yeah I, I don't think it's 2012 Baylor though because they, they had freaking Terrence Williams and a bunch of other dudes on that offense
0: yeah yeah, I do feel like a corner has been turned. Okay, I th- agree. We're headed Agreed in the right that. direction. And I, I think it would be yeah. impossible not to say that, considering the way the year was finished, the way the, the season ended up. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if that's the comparison debate.
2: Yeah. And, and I love not having to go to uh, Norman next year because they'll they'll be okay. I mean, they'll be fine.
0: A, as terms also of
2: their program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know if we're they're not going to be an easy out in Norman. Like no. that, that's a, that's a game I that I will gladly trade yes. with. Uh, now we are trading. Now BYU, I'm telling you, BYU is bad this year. But uh, so that I don't know if they'll what they've got going on because I think that's it, pretty much what we're, what we're trading: a trip to Norman but, for a trip to
0: Provo.
1: To Provo, I probably will take the trip to Provo instead yeah. of Norman.
0: Actually. They both they they both aren't great, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. be it. I do think that's been that story's been buried a little bit because of the Leach news and the Beard news is McMurphy doesn't put that story out there about Texas and OU possibly leaving if that's not actually possible. And that would be big. Like I, I, I want it to happen. I want them to be gone.
1: Yeah, but I'm ready for the next after year. after after next year. Yeah.
0: This year. McMurphy I thought it was No, 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 it's for
1: 2024, isn't it? oh its it is it? Yeah, it I answer, for 20, I I'm, it's for 2024. I, read uh, I think G, it's for
2: 2024. We already answered this, but uh JB Edel uh, says uh, hey Trevor Poodles, what's our ceiling for next season?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we uh, did kind of answer that
0: one. Who's we Trevor Poodles? Talking. That Trevor Poodles is a name, is your generic name for people in the staff chat that you don't have their numbers saved.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> what we did know, do, what, we ha- what we have is, is, is our you- next year. <laughs> What we haven't talked about for next year, though, is the schedule may be just as brutal, if not more brutal, as a whole next year. People just are not remembering that that Dan Lanning in Oregon is going to be here in September.
0: Yeah. I honestly forgot about that until yeah. it's going to
2: suck.
1: It's going to <laughs> suck.
2: It's going to be tough. But we might have something for him. You never know. We might.
1: Very true, and and that's that me to say it's gonna suck. That's that's not fair. But they're going I mean, we're under- gonna be
2: a we're gonna be underdog. We'll be ten. We'll be. 10, I would probably make underdog. it right now. Yeah. Ah, maybe, Oregon minus nine, eight. But then again, they're not gonna
1: have Nick's, so I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what they got at QB. For no, they'll year.
2: have some. Yeah, I mean, they'll go get they'll go get Grayson McCall probably in the portal. <laughs> they'll have a.
1: Supposed, supposedly, he's going to Liberty.
0: No See, way. Been, I saw right before we got on here. I saw he was visiting Auburn. Yeah, he's gonna oh, go Never mind.
2: It. He's gonna have a. He's he might be the most recruited one, to be honest, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I read the McMurphy tweet wrong. I forgot what year it was. Sorry, y'all are right. All right, this is from Jacob. Best leech
2: story slash memory from each of you. I
0: mean, y'all. I don't think like the memory, the the like memory stuff or whatever. Like to me, like what I think of leech, and I don't even know if this is a good answer to the question, but it's like. I don't know if there's anybody who doesn't know I exist, never knew I existed, who has had like a bigger impact on the trajectory of my life. (laughs) Like I probably am not going to Texas Tech if it wasn't for Mike Leach, which again, I meet my wife there, like my life's totally different. I'm I'm definitely not getting into coaching if it was not for Leach and like that, that's what I did for a decade. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. You know, like the fact that like, he basically said, like, you can be kind of a weirdo and still be a good football coach. Like that was like life changing for me. Like he didn't have to be like some like football guy to be a good football coach, a good exes. And like that was that was totally just it shifted the, my perspective. Um, and like the, the the like I cannot separate even to this day I cannot separate Texas Tech football from Mike Leach. And like for a long time I thought that was bad. But and it's it's been even before his passing. Like I think that's okay. Like I think that he he did the best job of kind of representing what what we are, what this is. And I think the best of McGuire is tapping into something like that. And he does it a little differently, but it's still that like I don't give an f attitude. Like this is what we do, and we don't care what it's like anywhere else. This is how this is how it happens at Texas Tech. This is how it happens in Lubbock. And I think McGuire taps into that, which is why he's been successful. So, I mean, I could story, memory, I could go on for hours about those things. Um, but it's just like, he's more like than that to me. Um, and like, I'm, I'm one of those that kind of sometimes will make fun of people who are real sappy on social media about people, you know, celebrity deaths, people they didn't ever knew. But like, now I kind of get it now. Like, <laughs> I didn't think this would hit me hard. Like it did, but it really has.
1: Yeah, no, I would, you know, a very very similar feelings to to you, Taylor, on that that you know, as as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old boy, like watching Mike Leach football is what made me want to like at that at that point in life, I, my life was all about football. And yeah. that's all I wanted to talk about was football and it was because of watching tech football on Saturdays and what it was, it was so different than everybody else. Yes. It was this like contrarian thing where you knew what you were watching was going to change things com- comparatively. Cause I mean, I think people really forget from like 2002 all the way up until like 06, 07, he made a lot of really smart coaches look really stupid yeah. by how, how he was, he was coaching circles around them on what, what, what they were doing. Now, eventually, you know, the, the schematic advantage wore off a bit, but I mean, how he, I, I think that even now, up, up until recently, I think we, as people who lived, lived through all that, I don't think we really appreciated truly how he changed a game. Like, he, he changed the game by, like, pretty much by himself,
0: with we what We had to, we basically had to, like, walk through the past 10 years of wilderness to realize how good we had it, I feel like. <laughs> like, uh, like right. And what's crazy to me is... Like I know the schematic, like you said, the schematic advantage did lessen. But like he's he goes to Mississippi State, running the same stuff, and it's beating SEC schools with it. He won eleven games at Washington
2: State. He won eleven games at Washington State. Yeah, it's one year. And
1: you you know what's funny too, guys that. That have played for him or with staff with him whenever they play against him. They look over the sideline, he's using the same hand signals yeah. that he's used for 20 years, and he didn't give a shit. No, he was like, Okay. He was it like, is. I don't care if you know what I'm gonna run.
0: I'll go back and I'll rewatch the final tech Texas 08 drive about once a year, if not more. And the thing that always cracks me up, there's well, there's a few things. Harold is visibly frustrated at Leach because Leach won't call a play. He doesn't
2: call a like, play. I he have on call- I have a Level one source that no, Leach went blank. He went yeah. blank on that drive.
0: Yeah. He, he'll call a formation, but he, he didn't call
2: a single play. He didn't call a yeah. single play. Won't call, and
0: like you can see Harold looking over there and like shaking his head. Like, but like he, Harold's been interviewed since and been like, I'm just, like, I am a good coach now because of that. Like, I know football now because of that. Um, but and like Leach isn't bothered by it. Like, this is like, I can remember watching that game. Crapping my pants, basically, and he's sitting there not calling a play. <laughs> you know, like he's just and, like, eh. you know, I've trained my like to have the trust. Like we talk about these coaches that are control freaks, and, and and like that control freakness leads them to do stupid stuff. Like all these coaches, they can't manage the clock. They can't. They don't know when to kick, when to punt. They don't know when to go for it because they're just such uber control freaks. It's the biggest game of his career. Isn't calling a play because he's coached his quarterback to do it
1: and. As someone too, it does it doesn't come through as much on TV. But as someone at that, so at that game, the amount of just like anxiety that entire last drive, where everybody on for every second is like, okay, go, 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 and Leach is just standing over there, couldn't, couldn't care, <laughs> couldn't
2: care less. The like a, <laughs> I got some good stories from my from my buddy who played uh, a couple guys that played um, that I went to school with or grew up with, um, and uh, one of them. Played like high-level high school football, played at Blinn for two or three years, um, won like a national championship junior college, then played at tech a couple years. So he, he had been at some locker rooms. So he said he had the loudest, just like most intense he'd ever seen in a locker room was the swing your sword moment. <laughs> you know, when so Leach brings a sword. Like it was, I think it was during the 09 season. Yeah. And we, had, we weren't playing well. And Leach brings a literal sword <laughs> up in front of the team. <laughs> and he's like, talking about pirates and how they fought with these swords and he's like you don't see them and he's he's like kind of when they're fighting just kind of moseying with their sword just just you know nonchalant they swing their, and he started like violently swinging this sword around they swing their sword like this and he said the team and he, he would stop and do it again, stop and talk a little bit, and then he would do it again. And he said the team in the locker room were they were just going ape shit while Leach was like doing that thing, like just going at it. like because they're watching this coach like swinging his sword around. Like some of them like you know, kind of laughing at him a little bit, but also just like getting fired up about what he was doing. When when I I met Leach. Um, at a recruiting roundup thing in Houston, I sat at his table, and he was the weirdest, most like awkward guy, I've like ever. I mean, it was uncomfortable how awkward and weird he was. <laughs> and uh, he's he's just kind of like sitting there, and he said something that is in my verbiage to this day. Like I use it on a daily basis, and it's in it's in reference to food. There was a guy, guy sitting next to him, and he didn't eat a like you know it's a we're at a dinner. They like bring you a salad, and then they bring your entree, and thing. And uh, so Leach had his salad and there's just kind of barely talking. The other guy guy next to him didn't have it, didn't eat his salad. And he goes, he goes, are you going to eat that salad? He goes, no. Well, I'm going to capitalize on that. And then he just grabbed it and ate it. And to this day, like anytime there's like a food that someone says, like, do you want that? I I go just out of impulse. I go, I'm going to capitalize on that. (laughs) Like, I don't know what, why that made me laugh so much. But like me and my dad, all like to this day, I capitalize on this. But uh, another one, like. They had an off-season uh, like program where they would divide the, the team into into individual teams and do these little competitions, and they, the guys got to name their teams whatever they wanted. And uh, Leach would read off the, the standings throughout the year or throughout the summer. And uh, the thing they said that it, they realized that no matter what the team was called, Leach would read it out loud. And so <laughs> they so they started making their team names. There's just the most absurd things. They could possibly come up with like the N word. He'd say that <laughs> one, one team the Brandon Carter's team had Bukaki in it, and he would would say it. and like the team, they just got the biggest kick out of like this guy. You <laughs> just read these things out, like he would make a big deal about reading, like listing off the standings, you know. Uh, I, I, I got a lot of they they had like a game they played where um, it was a, a game to see who could get Leach to answer the most ridiculous question? And because he, he would, he would give a well thought out oh, yeah. legitimate answer to any question you asked him. And so like he said, uh, the, the person told me that the best at it was Stephen Sheffield or Bird. Uh, it kind of gave me those two. Specific, like it didn't matter what the, like coach, uh, what's your opinion on the lesbians? And he would just go into like a three minute, very well thought out <laughs> argument or kind of yeah, philosophical debate about it. I think the winner he said one time was asking uh, his opinion. The question, the rules were your, the question had to start with, what is your opinion on? And then it would, you know, you could say whatever you wanted. The the winner one year was, what is your opinion on a rubber ducky? And it it was based on like Leach's response. And whatever his response was, he gave like a legitimate, he (laughs) gave his opinion on rubber duckies. Yeah. Those are some of my, yeah. Uh,
0: Well, it's like he, he thought genuinely. And like sincerely about everything. Like things like like that. Like you wouldn't expect someone to have an opinion on. Like, I don't know if y'all have read that the perfect pass book by SC Gwynn, um, that kind of details the history of like how mummy and him developing the air raid. And then like Leech is obviously a big part of it. But like there's so many times in there where like I think he calls Leech like, uh like he's like the absent-minded professor or he calls him like a like a balloon like you can tap him one way and he just effortlessly like floats into that topic and then you tap him the other way and he effortlessly floats into the and it was just like nothing for him because he had he was just so smart and and yet he was like totally enthralled with this game
1: like this guy genuinely like and, and not him. not lying yeah, yeah genuinely <laughs> cares yeah, yeah.
0: I saw – I don't know if you all follow Chris Long on Twitter. I I saw this. I I just – yeah, I loved picturing this. He said, like, when Danny Amendola got to the the Rams, like, they would go out partying, and no matter what time, day or night, they could call Leach – like, Danny would call Leach, and Leach not knowing, like, who Chris Long was, other than, like, beating him, I think, in the Gator Bowl. Like, he would – like – they could, they, they could basically do what you were describing. Like they would ask him any question and he would sit on the phone and like they would just hand the phone back and forth for hours, like asking him questions and he would answer them. And like it's just like, I would love to be, like to hear one of those conversations. I couldn't even imagine, but yeah, it's just the total, like I, I put that on Twitter today. Like he is, they talk like you, you hear the saying a lot, but he is a one of one. Like there are, there has never been one, a leech, there never will be a leech. It's, it's it, we saw it. Um and like yeah. how many people can say that.
1: And and for as like and you can say this too, but just for as like a strange of a like guy as he was, and you know, a guy that like you said to like not a typical football coach at all at all. It is insane how much coaching talent that he saw and built up on his staffs from the beginning to the it, end. All kinds of just stuff. how and, many guys low key.
2: And, and quarterback so do you know who offered Baker Mayfield a scholarship? Was was it Washington Lee? State when he was there?
1: Like he one, was only got like
2: one program, Mike Leach. Yeah, Mike. Like the, he he just he's at Washington State. Okay, they have arguably when Mike like he had a bad reputation for defense. Okay, I think that's understood. Washington State's one of the worst programs <laughs> in the country, so he gets hired there. He hires Zach Arnett, the their defensive coordinator, and and Grinch. I mean, he had he like had this run of ridiculously, these are some of like the best defensive coordinators in the country. They had Grinch at Washington State, Arnett at Mississippi State. I mean, it was unreal how like he
0: just would get these guys. Like he's of crazy. all of his skill, like that might, his, I, his talent identification, both in coaching and like what he needed in his scheme, that may be his greatest skill. And like, he's got a ton of, like he's so good at, it, at so much, but like his ability to say, you have it. That's what I
1: because you could go, you could go to any Nick Saban staff, any that he's ever had, and you will not find a staff with as much coaching, just like genius on it, as that two thousand staff did, the staff and team did. Yeah, you will not find it.
0: Just yeah, just look at the tree, the coaching tree. Like nobody, yes. nobody's can compare. Like modern, modern wise, you know, you, you can go back, you know, like that giant staff that had like.
1: There's Tom also uh, it, but... the. Uh, uh, Hayden Freistaff from Iowa that had a bunch that had uh, Oh Parcells, Bob yeah, Stoops, like and, <laughs> and it also had uh, uh, Bill Snyder and a couple other guys on. Yeah, so that's like the only other one that's comparable.
0: Yeah, it's he's like I said, he's one of one, and it's it sucks. I can't believe he was only sixty one. Like, just there, there should have been more time there. It's just just and
1: it, and I think you know what's what's something something to and I heard. Uh, I think I heard what little we'll say earlier today, but, you know, I think for all of us, we are, were all ready for whenever he retired from coaching where he's the guy that's on game day or he's the guy that's on, like, some show where they have him on and he is the most entertaining part of whatever he's a part of.
0: Yeah. 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 It just sucks. But I don't know. I hate to end on that note, but <laughs> that's all I got. Y'all got anything unless,
1: I guess the last thing on that i mean i'd say is, you know i mean I, I think the thing that sucks the most is that i think all of us deep down we're really hoping for some kind of getting the band back together as far as like everybody kind of forgiving each other and all that on the tech side of things and his side of things yeah and i think the fact that that just is always going to get how how it ended is going to be just how it ended forever i think that's probably the thing that That's not the thing that sucks the most because obviously I'm thinking about his family and all everyone in his life is much more important than that. But I think, you know, we all just really in the back of our minds hope that there would be some kind of reconciliation down the road and all that.
0: Yeah, I did think about that.
2: I did. And there will be. You know, there hasn't there hasn't been like in Jones Stadium. Now, there's been a million. You just sat there a million times where so and so walks out, or they put something on the video board, and everybody stands up and claps from some guy in the '70s who did something, or um, you know Crabtree or Mahomes. But there will eventually, you know, probably this year, you know, there will be like a Mike Leach moment at the uh, at the stadium, and it'll be, you know, that will be probably the of all the ovations. I'm sure the Mahomes one was 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 one, but that will probably be like the loudest one there's ever been. Yeah, I would think. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it just sucks that this is why. Like, kind of, I guess, what Will was saying. Like, it wasn't a. He's a part of this, right? And, and heck, knowing him, he may never have been. You know,
1: no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he would. He, no, he never would have. I don't think. Right. At the same so, time. Like, you always hope for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. But all right. Well, uh, I I would imagine we'll get back at some point. Uh, and do like kind of. I kind of want to talk about Ole Miss. Do a, maybe a little bowl game preview. But I haven't watched any, or I haven't watched a lot of Ole Miss. So I would be talking out of my butt doing that now. So we'll, we'll hopefully be able to get together and do a little bowl game preview. Maybe have some more roster news uh, by then. Qu- Qu-
1: Quinchon Judkins. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> about
0: Ole Miss. That's about it. <laughs> there we go. There's our bowl. preview. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, see you guys next week. Out alive. You are a big tech nerd Buddy you walked into the spot from here, here is pot the a these nerds these nerds nerd out a lot Hell Taylor Hell Hunter